Welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where we talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. I'm M. I'm Glenroy. I'm Kareem. And I'm Lanvel. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottoms up. Shall we pour it away? Final kitchen. I'm gonna actually make it through without no mistake. My pro down now. The very well coordinated bottoms up. <laughs> and the fact, and the fact, say, and the fact, say, I catch the ABC, Kareem. That's because I'm on my edge before, and I catch me slipping. Take it out. No, I remember the week Kareem still on good, good, and Kareem I like. Whatever so don't go with so much attitude like say nah go nah go they're not all over the place I think today oh gosh so I'm gonna ask the person who I like so I'm gonna see them hi Kareem how you doing yeah what if we catch us up on I wish life didn't give me a beating why did I beat him life didn't give me a beating over here try I'm going to about the local school work that I try to get. Like my school that tries to put me on for my work. All of a sudden, they can't give me the work because I'm still a student. So I have to wait till I'm done my dissertation full, full, full. Then, on top of that, they never really attack the money with me they do want here. And this that cause too much confusion. So, Goody just said, look, I put back myself on the job market. So, I literally just put through um, an application for this six-figure job. So put us up all of the prayers then so girl can't step into the six-figure things because that's when we get my PhD for do to work in philanthropy. Um so hopefully that works out for me. Um whenever that chat to my man kind of get from my nerves. So never say that stressed me out but did that annoy me. Um what else? But this is trying to annoy me. <laughs> so how's the move been? Huh? Didn't y'all move? No, we did not. We didn't get to. We had to put that shit off. Like, you know, that's oh. what we want on my budget. Not it's not a match. So good if we wait till she get this six-figure work so she can she can rock, walk in every apartment and say, you know what? This is it. Where do I sign? But um, normal love. This episode of House Hunter. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Um you know, same old, same old. Let's try to cover the world. And I take on too much from my plate. I know, good tired. Oh, gosh. Let's find the chopping block, Mr. Blake. It's been a minute. Has it really? I'm glad I, 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 we were at the office um, yesterday. So I, I don't think it well, has really I, been a minute. Later, I, and office dinner, I told you for That's true. That is true. Um, what going with me? Nothing much. I'm having dinner. Um, a few weeks ago. Real food art. Glenn, real food. Real food cooked by my man. As for my Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had that this morning. So you tell me that I can't eat food? Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> allow me. <laughs> allow, allow me to, to, to live in peace, okay? All right. Allow me. Everything is good. Um had a little getaway some weeks ago. Um work is going on good. Majority of the things that I'm working on are now progressing. That is good. Um, life is generally good. <laughs> Miss, Miss Christine, tell us about your um, the wedding planning. How is it going? It's all going good. Um, the final, the final days now. The wedding's on Friday. So, you know, we're just going to get our, our list big installed today. Uh, so... Come back with your long and her body map fair. But so, um what? Are you aware? Are me aware? Yeah, we're gonna get a sneak peek. Oh yeah, we're 
Mary close. <laughs> we used to the chat. The one instruction I got was to not take attention away from the bride. So I've been just that. I'm wearing <laughs> a nice little jacket suit. <laughs> How many of them do up? I mean, I do it here tomorrow. So I go um, put in some bread, some cane bread or so. Look, I mean, when you have to get the instruction, they, you know, you know, they don't. What if you bought it, sir? Yeah, I'm one of my closest friends. I don't feel no way. Wow. And what is that supposed to mean? Birds of a feather, baby. Come <laughs> and feel like me feel like you have to get the instruction, you know? That is possibly true. What I would do, though, is so, like, if the bride are wear white. I'd wear a nice cream. But so let's say that we were like one page and one half when I drunk her. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, for, for making it look like the baby version, I wish she had wear. So I'm bring her off, right? Mm-hmm. So like second death. Remember, I bring her off, but that now, come and know what people mean by that when I'm telling her, don't come upstairs with me. You know, I bring a certain energy when I got a certain event. Like, so it's up to you now for bringing the same energy they are more. Like, don't tell me, Steph. <laughs> I like that. that. That struck a nerve. Like make sure, say, when we have people the dress, make sure say, she get one dress way. You know, no matter who come in a while, all eyes are going to be I mean... The other option is just don't invite certain girls to your affairs there. That is not the option. Michael Glenn, I did not know me. I already said, anyway, my invite me to where I'm supposed to be the main or the, the, the guest of Anna. If I make sure impose strict um, dress code for me. What's <laughs> <laughs> the dress code in her? Because me know you're going to come down with yourself. So me, I'm going to make sure, say, me and the girls will sit down. But say, all right, it like, that this way I go say, like, I said, I got to go wear these items. <laughs> Put together in this way to show off this part of our body. <laughs> We're all going to respond. The girls are gonna strategize. <laughs> I'm annoying. What about you, Miss Glenn? The, the people have second dose of vaccine today. So me and my mother actually end up take our vaccine, our second dose at the same time because I went to the vaccination center. I'm a book up right into her. And it's a good thing to come in if I have no pain. So she gave me a pain. I'm right up the farm. <laughs> um, my aunt, I have some dry pains in my hands. So, you know, it's been a rough day. Um, for those who don't know, I am working on a birthday shoot on Saturday. Right? Yeah, I'm, I would yes, I'm doing four looks for my birthday shoot. And so um, everything is coming together now. Um, I'm doing some statement pieces. And so I'm just trying to make sure everything gets together. I'm, I'm a sugaring appointment, sitting the ear appointment, sit the barber appointment, separate from the ear appointment. God damn, it's not the same. Right. right. So I'm going to get everything together so that on my birthday, since my birthday is right before Pride, I can show the world how a queen steps out and rings in the season. Okay? Yeah, girl. Is this a milestone birthday? No, it's not even a milestone birthday because I'm, tw- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be 28. For me, it's that I don't do anything for my birthday. Um, I think last year was the first time I did kind of try to something like I booked myself like a spa day kind of vibe. You know, make a special effort to make myself feel special on my birthday. Um, and so I, I, I guess I'm trying to be a bit more intentional about celebrating me. Mm. Um, so that's why I'm doing this. Costa Pretty Penty. I will show you. Are we doing custom couture? Yes, we are. Yeah, for all four looks? No, not for all four. Oh, it's just a girl of money. <laughs> <laughs> for two looks. But you know, it costs a pretty penny. Thank so, you know, I'm really just, uh, I push through, you know, I get a little consultancy from a client because I really have to come on and take my out of the day to me and put myself in. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but luckily, we talk about Pride. And for the season finale, we will be talking about Pride JA. Uh, Pride TNT is in full swing right now. So, big up Trinidad and them. And then one month of Pride. I don't know. I mean, I understand that Pride Month globally is one month, but one month of Pride in one in a Caribbean country, big up themselves. I don't know how them do it. But we're luckily to be joined by 
the lovely Elton Johnson, not the son of Elton John, and we cannot call him that because apparently he has high school trauma around it or something of the sort. <laughs> uh, ask about it. <laughs> so he's, our, he's the associate director for marketing and communications and engagement at JFLAG. And he'll be talking to us about Pride JA, what are the plans for this year? You know, I'm just, you know, introducing himself to the podcast. If you call me one time, I say, I don't know. You're going to get invited to tap on the podcast. I feel time for a show. Come through, Elsa. I'm glad we finally get the bus. We got my baby father. How are you all? Right, we're good, but my for one, and you can't call him a baby father, you know, one my friend in a no problem. Thank you. What if the child is about four or five years? Oh, Jesus. What we're gonna <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Just, just kidding. Right, Don't make it clear. So, Elton and I, were, we were dating workedly, but then Elton saw. A, a pretty young thing in the office by the name of Mr. Wilson. Mm. And so I being the respectable um, stately person that I am decided I was not going to fight any young girl over no man. So I've left Elton to deal with his younger, vivacious Mr. Wilson in the office, right? Is that other hmm? Because she just come back to business and she adjust the robe after every sentence. Well, first she make up the business and then she broadcast the make up business. <laughs> Elton, Elton saw me and it was just them after that. So, and I, I found somebody in the office who appreciates me. May I mash it up? Right, I know I'm bad man, you know, because it sent me. I'm a little friend. And when I was training with the runner back at Kiki and I enjoy ourselves together, it's a bad man now because what they never realized with the young girl them is that they're very, they're very attached and aggressive and every little thing them fly up. So <laughs> in any kind of in our worries and problems every other day, in bad man or the peace that me and my, and my other work, work partner have now. But I We were very happy today, I'll let you know. What was that? You were very, very happy to tell it, you know. Well, you know, a broken clock is right at least twice a day, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on to the business of Pride. Mm-hmm. So before we get to this year's Pride, um, Elton, what was the first Pride you attended? The first Pride I attended was Pride 2019. Oh. Yeah. Why? How long Pride I gone? Well, I mean, from 2015. But talk but yeah, but I wasn't here for 2016, 2017, um, 2018. So yeah, so 2015 was the first one. And um, I don't know, I guess I, I just wasn't plugged into the community in that way. And by the time I was, I just wasn't here physically. And so the first time I had an opportunity to debut was 2019 and I did rush out. So. Before what did you rushing out look like, Elton? Well, I mean, first I was working defense, so um, there's only so much you can do. So most of it was just me kind of running around, uh, making sure that everything went well. Swell being the mastermind of Pride, she kind of knew exactly what she wants. She knows her aesthetic, she knows the feel that she wants. And so with that kind of direction, it was very good to just you know, say, all right, let me provide support in this way, that way, that way, to see how I could you know, make sure that the community has the best experience. I learned a lot about the stresses of Pride from you know, the experience of working with her. And in the, the little moments that I got, maybe a half hour in one event, maybe a 15 minutes in another event, I was able to kind of you know, connect with the community, but also enjoy myself, look a bit, drink some, dance some, that kind of a thing. And I really found you know, Pride um, to be very different from what I was, because the first time I would have experienced Pride would be overseas. And so in the US, it's very different, but then you know, getting that Jamaican feel for Pride, I thought it was just amazing and beautiful. And so, you know, um, kind of bought into Pride from then. And I just wish that more people from the community would have that same experience of coming to Pride, seeing how indigenous Pride to Jamaica, um, Pride Jamaica is, and kind of, you know, um, getting that feel and rushing out like me and, and coming to enjoy Pride. 
So talk to us a little about that difference, because mm-hmm. which 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 prides in the US um, have you been to, and what and how was it different for you? Well, I mean, I've only been to Pride in DC, and I found that. Um, well, I mean, I could say I've been to two prides because DC Black Pride and um, the main pride if you want to call it that are very 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 different activities black pride is actually much closer to what we do it's it's very fragmented there are different activities to different people um i find it's a it's 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 where people get information about the community it's where people have spaces where they can connect um for the main pride i thought that it was very um, commercial for one, there was lots of protesting at the event. So a lot of people, LGBT people were, were there saying, you know, uh, for all three years, they were just there saying, you know, they're not plugged into the, the, this whole idea of DC pride. They think it's very commercial and doesn't support the people who it's supposed to support. The idea of pride was a riot. The first pride was a riot was the first time I was kind of exposed to that sort of messaging around pride. And so what you see in the pictures on TV isn't what is in reality there because it's very divided and divisive um but outside of that the actual enjoyment part was pretty fun most people just go to the pride march but other than that it's just a lot of parties a lot of different clubs and a lot of different little corners where the majority um of people in those spaces seem to be white kind of enjoying themselves um in the ways that we're typically used to people you know drinking acting a mess um lots of sex that kind of stuff When you got when you got um you know involved with pride, what were like your initial reactions? Any hesitation? Any um, questions? Or did you just like were you in from you know? Or are you all in and excited from the get go? Mm-hmm. Um, I think my only reservation was, dear God, let me lose the little Instagram followers. Then I'm um, kind of appreciate the fact that we can do little in work for one and two local people on the side but as soon as i posted that rainbow um i just saw the numbers dwindling so that was one of the things that i kind of found very strange that the community kind of responded to me um going to jamaica pride in that way but i posted pictures of me at pride in the u.s and i didn't see that similar response so i really wondered what that distinction between the two prides was to make people react negatively to the point where they just wanted to like discontinue their their online interaction with me so that was the only thing that one i had some sort of a trepidation about and then it actually happened but then when it did i was just like i'm enjoying myself so much i'm loving pride so much why should i even care about this and since then it's just been the same for me every year going back to pride making sure that i you know take my pictures and enjoy the space and kind of share with other people that any sort of fears or issues that you have with pride like put them aside it's a fun space for you to be in and i think one of the best parts about it is that even though pride is about visibility we always try to carve spaces for people who do not want visibility so if i wanted to go to pride not as a work not someone working at pride and i just wanted to be in the space and enjoy the activities without you know photographs being put above me or to be on any um video or documentary or anything that was also available so i could also have curated you know what kind of imagery of me at pride goes out and how much of a control i have over the space as well so i don't think a lot of people know that they think they come to the event and all of a sudden everybody in jamaica is just going to know oh you went to a pride event um that's not the case um so yeah i really did i really did um kind of feel like at home from the first time i went to, to a pride activity um Elton, I want to ask, um, you spoke about um, your experience overseas um, in Pride, and I know corporate companies generally get a lot of bashing um, from um, advocates, LGBT advocates, regarding the role that they play when it comes around to um, Pride and how they basically, in a sense, I don't know if you'd call it exploit, mm-hmm. um, the movement, um, and not for some of them there's no real contribution to um, the lgbt community but for you here um and being in jamaica now and experiencing pride do corporate companies that how would you what what would you see corporate companies if they were um to get involved um play in supporting um an event like pride and and then i'll have a follow-up question well, I mean, I think that we do get corporate support for Pride currently. It might not be um, the type of support that we would want. We definitely want more local support for Pride activities. Um, 
but definitely we would see the the organizations providing funding um and i mean funding in kind funding in cash in terms of you know being able to put on events because pride events as glenora will tell you they're very expensive to you know execute and especially execute at the magnitude and the quality that we want so that's definitely something that we would want to happen but more importantly we would like to see co-branding would like to see for people during pride week you know change them logo to a rainbow and things like that um, actually hold pride sessions within their organizations um, to see, you know, kind of sensitize their workers about diversity policies and how, you know, workspaces should be um, more inclusive for LGBT and other individuals who are sometimes, you know, left out of the conversations in workspaces. So that's definitely something that we would want even more than the, the financial support. Okay. Um, I also wanted to ask, um, like, COVID, I think COVID provided the, the perfect opportunity for us to kind of, in a sense, diversify how we do pride. Um, I know um, JFLAG as an organization has led many of the activities since 2015. It has been a JFLAG led event. And I know for this year, it has been open because you don't want to seem like Pride is a JFAG event, um, but there are more community members now getting the opportunity to put on Pride however they feel or see or want to celebrate Pride. Um, how did the idea for that come about and like, what is the general support um, for Pride Share? Um, well, I mean, since I joined the team, we've always been talking about JFLAG kind of doing less of the actual activities for Pride and doing more of the logistics for Pride. So I feel like this year was the first time we kind of just decided, you know what, we're going to do it. And so Glenn Roy kind of pitched to me and said, yeah, we're doing activities, but what about the community? And I was like, all right, I will take care of it. And so I just thought up, and I like naming things. Um, that's the first comment that Glenn Roy said when we came up with the idea of Pride Share. You want to have name things in? So I decided, you know, I wanted to give it a proper name so people kind of felt like they were applying for something. So instead of just going to people with this here, if idea of hey put on a pride activity maybe if i guide them using a form and then create a process by which they can go through people who wouldn't feel comfortable putting on pride activities would actually feel like they have some sort of a help or support and that would get them to you know come on board and the support has been good i didn't expect so many applications actually um and i got quite a lot i was also expecting to get more organization and civil society people and probably you know one or two people in corporate jamaica supporting and applying but mostly we got individuals like people willing to put their money towards putting on activities for pride and so i was very very excited for that um and we're hoping to you know have this be a continuous thing so that next year we hope it it can be bigger um and in future years you know continue to expand and for jflag actually to continually do less so this year we're doing five activities four of which are events next year we're doing two activities you know that's a even bigger um gap in terms of that the community has to now fill with with activities and i mean a part of me is a little bit um scared to see if the community will actually you know kind of take up the mantle and do what they need to do but I'll, a bigger part of me is actually very very excited to see what the community comes up with you know in terms of making sure that pride is a diverse and um you know as as as, as diverse as the, the rainbow that we use to represent pride we want to see different colors different people putting on different activities that appeal to different aspects of the community so i'm i'm very excited to see what pride share becomes right and i guess switch my act them now from fish to jf like that just briefly um and, and i know Emma the question but just to point out that since its inception there's always been a pride committee um, and so even though it was JFLAG-led, there was always a level of collaboration um, from committee me community members in terms of what Pride looked like, what were the kind of events that were put on, how they were organized, and 2019 being the last physical Pride that we had, um, saw one event completely being taken over by the Jamaica Association of Diverse Businesses, which, um, and so, and they had the trade show um, which was a wonderfully executed event, for example. And, and, and I think what we're there for on is this trajectory of um, decentralizing pride, because I think the more you decentralize is the better it is 
for our wider community of persons. And just to acknowledge that Montego Bay Pride has been in existence for the same number of years that um, Pride J has been. And so Montego Bay Pride is done in October around Heroes Weekend time. Uh, so there's always been that kind of decentrality in a way because of the two prides. However, I think in terms of how we do the, the, the kind of the first, the, the, the premiere, if, if I use that license, look a bit, pride during August 1 to 6, during that period, we're trying to make it less us. And I'm very particular with Elton about cutting that budget. That's a question. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad you brought up the timeline um, for when we execute Pride JA because um, I wanted to, to you know, get some more why we chose Emancipence week um, for that. But um, Elton, if you're at liberty to say, um, what are the kinds of activities that you saw in the application, and you know how how did how do those compare to the kinds of events that we've had over the over the years for Pride? Well, I mean, I can tell you, I talked about that event, they very, very buzzy. Um, somebody wanted for after church on Sunday that they want to do what they call a drink and draw. So they're going to be getting some, you know, nude models um, in to come into a space and um, individuals will be, you know, drawing them. So it's very, you know, kind of sensual, but also at the same time, kind of health-based because there's also this this session that they're having afterwards kind of talk about, you know, maintaining your body and, you know, people who have desires to, you know, be fit and trim, what they can do and that kind of a stuff. So um, that's one of the first activities that I saw that I was like, okay, I can see where the direction is going. But there are also activities that are kind of replacements for the activities that JFLAG isn't doing. So um, Glenroy talked about the trick show. And so somebody is doing an art version of the trade show. So it's a, basically a, an exhibition of different artists who have physical items that they'd like to sell. And so that kind of activity was planned there as a, as a kind of replacement for that. Um, it's very arts heavy um, this year, tell the truth, because there are two other activities that are arts-based. One's arts performance and another one's going to be um, an art kind of, kind of, what do you call it? a art class of sorts where someone's going to be teaching people how to um how to to do painting um so those are some of the activities that we've seen so far transwave is coming on board and they want to do their lip sync battle they did it last year it was pretty well attended um online of course and so they're doing that again this year and i'm very excited to see what they do with it um and i think there's one activity that i'm missing that was a standout for me um but yeah, so that, those are some of the activities that are that are that are on stream through Pride Share this year. That sounds fun and interesting. Yeah, I, I think I've always loved the diversity of how Pride has happened, and I think the fact that community members are coming up with like new and different ways of doing things, even if it's a new form, I think it's it would be very interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I wanted to ask quickly, Elton. So, um, well, I have two questions in my mind. So the first one was from long time. What has been your favorite pride activity, whether it is to attend or to organize? And I want you to look at it differently. So the 2019 one, because that was a physical one, and the 2021, which, which were your favorite for each year? And what has the difference been in doing pride pre-COVID and during COVID? Um, so yeah, I think 2019, my favorite activity to attend was the sports day. I don't think I'll ever get over the feeling of just having a community that people try to force underground and in shadows being so much in the open and being able to just express in open spaces. There are so many people who, whenever they see sports day photos, they go, oh my God, this is Jamaica. Oh, I've seen this space before. You guys are outside with rainbow flags in this space. And for people local, like actual local people living here to say that to me, it's always exciting. And so be, being there for the first time myself, I was like, wow, I'm so amazed by this. It's very hectic to plan. And it's almost a fight. Uh, based on what I've heard, it's almost a fight every single year to get it done. But I mean, I feel like when you see everybody enjoying themselves, it, it, it's kind of worth it. In terms of enjoyment, I think that first year, 2019, I enjoyed the, the talent show. I I like seeing the community on display in that way. Plus, I remember that year Glenroy did this performance, and I think it's my favorite. Um, was it "I'm Every Woman"? 
It was. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh my God. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. So that was my highlight. Simple, very easy event to plan. Um, Anika did most of the legwork for that one that year, I think. And, and yeah, I just kind of came with my little camera, um, did online streaming and kind of enjoyed the performances and seeing the community on display in that way. Um, 2020, I think was a, was a much easier year in terms of logistics, but just, um, battling through COVID did also come with its complications. So I think for that year, my favorite activity, I was the launch party because I really did see a lot of. The, well, I mean, it was a combination of community members and staff members in the space, mostly. And I really did see people enjoying themselves. Even when them tired and want to stop, they were still going. And so, yeah, I thought that was great. I love the session that we had about um, connecting with community during COVID as, as, as the, the, the forum discussion. I think that was also a very good activity. Um, that one's a little bit difficult in execution because we wanted to get as many people to view the activity as possible. And so we're putting out all the passwords and everything to get people to come on Zoom. And we got hacked like at least 15 times. So while it wasn't you know, difficult logistically to put on. It was just so difficult to get rid of all of these hackers, but also have people be able to listen to the, the wise words of the, the panel that was there talking about, you know, keeping the community connected during COVID. Um, if I go on to the difference between the two years, I feel like the major difference was that a lot of people who would never physically attend a Pride activity felt comfortable being able to connect with us online. And it really taught me that um, we have to, even though Pride is a visibility um centered event we definitely have to think about people who aren't okay with visibility yet and see how we can kind of factor them more into pride because getting them you know that that little foot in is very important to getting them physically in pride they have to kind of see what's out there kind of see um that it's safe to be at pride so they can take that next step to actually physically come and so even for this year while we're having um we're still under covid restrictions and we are doing, you know, limited physical persons in the physical space. I'm glad that we're having that online so that we can have the same amount of people from last year who, you know, kind of did sit pride of one, see it online for the first time, to say, you know, I don't know, different from the party, then whatever I go outside of pride and that they can come. And so I'm just looking forward to, to that again and seeing what 2022 holds for us again. You can't answer M question no for putting pride in that period. Oh, again? So I guess the question is Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, well, I mean, I think that a lot of people always think that, you know, LGBT um, identities in Jamaica is this importation from overseas. And so I find that having pride within that week, within that, you know, emancipation, period is very important. It sends a message that we are not divorced from the rest of Jamaica. We celebrate independence and um, emancipation just like every other Jamaican and, 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 and the two can coexist. And I remember that like the first year, maybe it was the second year for Pride actually, um, that there was that backlash about why are they keeping this? Why don't they have it in June like the people overseas? Why is this happening during that period? And it was as if, you know, it's some sacred um, period that cannot be touched by any other activity. And I remember somebody just said, but Dream Weekend, um, every time during that period, and nobody knows the Dream Weekend as, you know, usurping um, the sovereignty of, of emancipation or independence. It's just understood that people are going to celebrate their Jamaicanness during that period. So why can't LGBT Jamaicans celebrate their dual identity as Jamaicans and LGBT within that same space without having, you know, the backlash and the how dare they kind of situation. So, yeah, um, I think that was definitely, you know, a kind of deliberate effort on our part to make sure that we kind of put the two identities together. One and two, it's a nice little period of, you know, lull and, and holiday within the country. It's the best time to have a whole week of celebrations. Okay. Um, so in, in, in the years of Pride, what have, you th what have been the, 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 in your view, what are some of the biggest moments Pride has been able to um, let me say it differently. In terms of what Pride has been able to do, um, what are some of the biggest moments for you or biggest things it's been able to accomplish in your view? 
Before well, we talk about that, sorry, can we just talk about some of the challenges? Um, because you mentioned the backlash, and I would love to hear like what some of those backlash sounded like, especially from I guess from corporations. If there's any from government, I know the typical like the everyday Jamaican citizen might have what that backlash might sound like, but I'm curious to hear, especially since you're doing like, this whole pride share thing and trying to decentralize pride. What has been some of the responses to that, and then we could talk about the big moments. Uh, so in terms of the move to decentralized pride, I think the biggest issue has been community members kind of understanding their their capacity to be able to put on pride events, because I think for a lot of people, it's intimidating. And so we've kind of been think, toying with this idea of kind of building the community capacity to learn how to do event planning, to understand that it's not that difficult and that they can, you know, conceptualize an idea and bring it to fruition for pride. Um, so it's more hesitation on, on the community's part than backlash with, with Pride Share. But outside of that, you do have a lot of community members who feel that because Pride is a visibility-based event or um, period of visibility for the LGBT community, that they'd rather, you know, plug out. Because when they go to other parties or other events, like the priority is privacy. They'll tell you, oh, it's at a private location. Oh, there's lots of security, um, that kind of a thing. So people are used to events being marketed for the community in a it is private way or events are literally the opposite. So, you know, you kind of get some pushback where that is concerned. Um, but generally from the, 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 the general population in Jamaica, I don't think we get that much backlash for pride. I mean, people always have, you know, stuff to say, especially, you know, within the Christian community, we do get backlash there. I remember the first, my first pride, actually, we had out for Jesus and they did that wall of Jericho walk where I think like, a couple Christian um, groups came together and walked around, was it 30 times or how many amount of times they decided that they were going to walk around the hotel to kind of show that they were in opposition to us having a, a, a Christian-based or religious-based event as part of Pride. So that was definitely one year for backlash. And I do remember quite a lot of people, you know, expressing that same thought that um, Pride should not be happening within the eman emancipence period. So that's kind of the mainstay. Almost every year people discover that pride happens during that time. And then there's that um, kind of re-energizing of that backlash to say, how dare we have the activity. So I really think that's that, that's kind of the, the, the core of it. Um, very tellingly, we've had pride for what, six, um, going seven years now, and we've never had any incidents. It's always been an incident-free pride. So, I mean, the backlash is usually online, largely. And so it kind of stays there. So we're hoping um, and expecting that it will continue in that way moving forward. Okay, okay. And so now some of the, you know, the moments that you love that Pride has done for the community. The moments that I've loved. Um, what I mean, I think I did actually love that moment when the, uh, the religious community decided to do that march. I thought that that mentor event was having reach and impact. Um, and it also, in, in terms of the comments, because I do try to, you know, especially when we're having pride activities, kind of read what our naysayers are saying. And a lot of people are just like, so what's wrong with the LGBT community actually having like a Christian-based event? Isn't that what you guys are preaching that you want for people to be more Christians? So why would you be opposed to that? So I thought that moment did um, kind of get a lot of Jamaicans who wouldn't be supporting LGBT issues to kind of say, you know what, I feel like sometimes the religious community is taking it too far. And so I liked seeing that. Um, I loved when we had all three of those dancehall artists at Pride in 2019. It was Tifa, there was Aishan, and there was um, Yannick. And just seeing those performances, I thought was very good. I loved when Tifa did that tribute to Dexter um, during her performance. I thought that was also a great moment. And um, also seeing the community just out and voguing um, and, you know, kind of enjoying themselves. I really always liked that. and. The sports day, as I said, is always a, a, a kind of a, a great event or a great activity to be at. Um, I do remember before I started um, being a part of Pride, maybe it was 2015, I think, when Mark, both Mark Golding and um, what's um, Angela Brown Burke. Um, both made declarations about pride and, and kind of, you know, came out in support. I thought that was just an epic moment. And I feel like if at any point in time during me planning pride that I'm able to have um, 
people of that magnitude kind of come out in support of Pride or at least come out to an event, I think that would be amazing for me as well. So that 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 is kind of minted in my mind as one of the great moments um, for Pride, JA. Um, anything else? Um, no, I don't think anything comes to mind now. Hmm. Well, if look, anybody uh, asked a question before we jump in. I do have a question, but it's more like it sounds like it'll be more of a wrap up question. But I mean, I'm, I guess I'm thinking about tips to enjoy pride safely. So for somebody like me, right, who initially when I heard about JA Pride, it was I think my mentor at the time who brought it to my attention. He was like, "Get out, come got pride." I was living here in the United States. Like, "Get out, come got pride." I'm like me, pride in Jamaica, is that right? They can't keep that man. I'm not gonna win. Mm, nah, nah, nah. But then over the years, like uh, from fish tea and even before that, just kind of seeing some of the the um the activities, right? And then that point about it being incident free every year that it's been going on has really ha had me like, oh my god, I I need to go to Pride. I need to, and so I'm actually planning a trip when y'all have Pride in person to actually be there for the duration. But for somebody like me who had initial onset of hearing about JA Pride, uh, as hesitations and so on, I guess, what are some tips that you could give to, and probably even people not like me, right, who want to be at Pride, how they could enjoy Pride safely? Well, I mean, I think the fact that Pride is indeed safe is, is the reason why I wouldn't have like a lot of tips to give because it really is just a safe space to be and there's no preparation for getting to Pride or anything like that. It's, it's come to an event um, that is LGBT centered and focused um, like any other activity that you, you, you come to in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Um, the one thing I would say is that a lot of people do tend to get a little drunk, especially when they're on the community. So a part of being safe, I would say is just kind of managing how much you do consume during the space, especially when we'll have breakfast party and the part, the liquor just a pour, a pour, a pour. I would say just, you know, kind of temper yourselves, make sure it's safe to go home, make sure you have a ride, um, to go home after the events, especially if you're drinking heavily. Um, that kind of thing. The typical thing that you would tell to anybody going to any kind of activity. There isn't really any special preparation for coming to Pride. And once you get into that Pride space, you do realize that you're fine, you're safe, you're among your people and enjoy yourself. Love that. Okay. Um, and then my question is, um, where would you want it to go in terms of what Pride has been able to achieve? Um, and we're next. So we know Pride Chair, the decentralization, but is there anything, what, what would you like to see future Prides um, do whatever it is in a kind of event or the way in which it does what it does now? I want to see a mainstreaming of Pride. Um, that's what I want for the, I mean, probably not gonna be in the next two, three years, but definitely long-term, I wanna see Pride being mainstreamed. And when I say that, I mean, I want to see people within the general population outside of the community, feeling comfortable to support and celebrate Pride in meaningful ways, not in, in, in a placating way where it's, oh, this is the period and we do this and the companies just put up the rainbow flag with no meaning. I want for people to actually want to come into the space and to enjoy the space. And so the more Pride, is about LGBT and non-LGBT people kind of celebrating um, LGBT identities within that period, I think is where I want to see it go. And for once we have, you know, more people comfortable attending activities, because if Pride goes mainstream in a comfortable way, people still feel safe um, to come to the activities, we'll have more people coming to the activities. There'll be more impetus to you know, put more money into Pride. And so from there, we can have even bigger activities. We can have activities with more impact and maybe one year we might be able to afford Shinsi and Spice like I want to afford them. I can't do it right now, but you know. But also Spice, if you're here this sweet thought and just want to do a free thing for we, wouldn't mind, you know, you know give it a little sponsorship. If I even just come in and sing the little dumpling line and left, girl, we take it. But yeah, that's where I want to see Pride go. I want the magnitude of it to be greater. And I want for people who aren't a part of the LGBT community to feel comfortable coming to Pride as well and supporting with their LGBT brothers and sisters um, and them folk. Personally, if Spice come, I just, I, I would want to say them from dumping. I want to say skin up, boom, boom. That, but that is just, that is all I want to hear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, Shensi, I'm a love. I love Shensi. I come from Tonoid Prime. I have to reach. Anyways, I've got me create a song by this and beg the community to tag the toward them till them see now. Right. That was nice. Oh gosh. Um, so Elton, thank you so much for just coming and talking to us um about what pride is, how it works. I want to just add a few things. So to be fair, like I was say, kind of acknowledge, you know, what is and has happened. So like I think in 2018, not 2019, one of them. I think 2018, um, Mobe Pride did have a march um in Mobe. So a march yeah. has been done um within the Jamaican context. So even with something that um J Flag has done in their hope they've organized their pride, that, that march has been done. And in terms of the security question that you ask, Kareem, um pride usually we do Still, even though it's been incident-free for all this time, we still take the necessary precautions and have police at our events. And we usually have a set of police who are very supportive um, um, to security events. And we have private security as well. Um, because sometimes the dangers we think that we are assuming are not the only dangers that exist. And so we just always have to make sure that when we do, oh Lord, put on our events, that we um, have the community's best interest at heart. Um, and yeah, oh, and just to reinforce what the point that Elta made, that there is a space for people who do not want to be visible at Pride as well. Especially, I mean, I feel like we're going to take the online aspect of Pride as best as possible because we're not going to promise it. You know, in the future, if we have a two event and it's a live stream, say we are going to live stream the, the event for the whole time because in all fairness to people um if it is that people want privacy and the place open up back um you can do a live stream an event so you gotta have like a set of five people we're gonna always have to be performing for the for the who's ever the part of the live stream and while that may work within a covid context there might be some limitations there um, once it's a regular Pride event with some live streaming um, activities with, with certain things live streamed. But suffice to say um, that we'll, as best as possible, try to make Pride accessible to people um, in the years to come. Um, what we did not talk about um, before we go, and it let me already wrap up and realize I want to talk about which events um, J Flag is uh, putting on for this year's Pride. You mentioned that there were five. What are the five? Um, are there prices attached? What are what is the admission? Oh, go Elsa. Yes, my favorite part. I've been waiting for this. So yeah, we have five different activities going on for Pride this year. Um, the first one are these lovely Pride boxes that I have before me. Um, so the whole idea was to do Pride in a box for people who would not be able to attend Pride because we can't only take about 50 people in the space and that's a very small amount of people, right? So if you can't come and you have to you know, stay home and do the live streaming that we're having on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, um, you can you know, get a little box. It has chaser, it have liquor in there, you have your local pride merch, your hat, your shirt, your shorts, your glasses, that kind of a thing um, in a nice little box and it's mysterious. So you tell what you like, you tell what your style is and we'll make a nice little box when you open it to your yard, you see all the little things coming out and you can, um, it's a nice little mystery. And those boxes are $5,000 for a solo box. If you're just one person you want to buy a box to yourself, it's 5000 If you and three friends want to come together and get a large box, it's four times the item of a small box in the large box and you get that for $19,000, right? And so that's, our kind of, that's kind of our first activity. But outside of that, we have some events. And our first event is Out for Jesus. And this year we're doing a concert edition of Out for Jesus. We have a couple community members who are going to come to perform. Um, we have um, Renee coming to do the hosting. And Renee is you know, great at you know, getting people to do testimony and having a nice little church religious vibe in the space. Um, those tickets are three, are, are $500 actually. And that event happens on the 1st of August, which is Emancipation Day. Um, it starts at 10 a.m. 
And then on August 2nd, starting at 6 p.m., we're going to have our Love Fest, which is a game show, which is hosted by yours truly, Glenn Roy, and Tracy from The Office. Um, so we're going to have some couples. We're hoping to get a nice mix of couples. Um, so maybe a gay couple, um, a couple that's, you know, of queer composition, and then um, a lesbian couple to compete, to kind of see. You know, if you've ever watched um, Newlyweds, you'd see how they do that competition where it's how compatible are you or how do the, co you, the, the, the couples know each other. And so it's that kind of cute vibe. There's an after-party component where we play a little love song, people can dance, and, you know, there's a nice little vibe for the people who into the more lovely kind of thing and I necessarily want the dash out party vibe all the time um those tickets are fifteen hundred dollars for the couples and a thousand dollars for the singles and yeah so our next event is on august 4th and that's our sound clash i'm not telling a lamb we did have big ideas for the sound clash but we kind of see it get tempered a little bit because I guess pride isn't necessarily where we would want it to be in terms of being, you know, integrated into the dance hall space. There are still some areas to go into, but we still have made a lot of headway. So I have, as of tonight, confirmed my two DJs, community DJs, to, you know, do a little sound clash. We have some nice categories to so see them, you know, battle it head to head to see who can win. And then we will be having an artist perform at that space as well. The tickets for this cost $3,000, but you don't have to worry about the price. You get a little free liquor and you get free food and stuff in it. So don't worry yourself about that. And then the final event for us on August 6th is our morning rave, which is our COVID-19 version of our breakfast party. Cause we can't dash out as big as we want with the breakfast party. So we have to kind of temper it and have a morning rave. And for that event, it kind of takes the same format, even though we use less people. Um, it's gonna be $3,000. We have a guest DJ and a guest artist performing. And as usual, DJ Ravers are gonna take it over. Um, so yeah, it's $3,000 for that. And as I said, you get your liquor, you get your free food, you get other types of beverages um, as part of that um, ticket purchase. So yeah, so those are our five activities. Right, so yeah, have a pride box from me, um, Kareem. One, what do you mean? <laughs> So don't worry about that. Always ship it. So yes, you're paying money. I will ship it to you. Yes. Also, I have to also ship it in the We are take already. We know that, so we're not worried. So. Well, yeah. Right. Right. You know, you know, send me a pride mascot already. We're not for asking time. Yeah, we. 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 Yeah, yeah, you would. But when the box them launch, you know, I just say, oh my God, just make one know. We don't know how to reach me. No, I'm not for that pride box from you. Because I'm a little staff competition for love. So, me a sell box. All right, thank you so much, Elton. Um, just to let our listeners know if you want any updates on how... Um, Pride will be happening this year. You can always just check out at Equality JA on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter for any updates on what the plans for Pride are. The, the events that JFLAG will be hosting are already up there, but the official Pride calendar with all of the events, including um, the community-led events, will, will soon be out as well. So even if you're not coming to any one of the JFLAG-specific events, because you don't have to, you can go to one of the community-led events as well. Um, some of them will have live streaming for those who want that, and some of them will not have live streaming for those who prefer to not have that. So when the official list come out, and just go through and decide which events we're not going to for. And we're also, we will be doing, um, I know they're doing a care package drive for like a day of service. We usually oh, have yes. our oh, God, should you know, kill me? Yes, that's why I remember from a friend. But we <laughs> service activities um, on Pride as well. We won't be having it because of COVID, but we will be doing our um, care package delivery. So the list will soon, the contacts will soon go up for persons to reach out um, for those packages. Uh, to sign up for those packages is first come, first serve, as is normally the case, right? So um, just thank you so much, listeners, for, you know, keeping up with us um, through this this season, um, our finale, right? Someone know, like, you know, we're not a final words from M. Langville, Kareem. What I have to say? 
Well, media have a question for Emma and Lander. Like, you completed your full season, your initiation to Fish Tea. What are your thoughts? Am I come back next season or? <laughs> no, I, I won't be back. This is my first and last season. Um, just just kidding. Um, I think it it it's it has been a great um experience. Um, it's nice to be in a space with. Well, I'm generally in 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 spaces um with queer persons um but it was nice to be in this space discussing um lgbt um related issues um and 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 just yeah just existing so yeah definitely up for our next season it's been a good run um aside from the fact that i enjoy talking to you all um you know, it's been both a process of learning and sharing for me. So I definitely enjoy um, participating in the episodes I have and listening to ones that I wasn't necessarily on. But as for whether or not we're going to do our next season, we need to discuss the terms of the contract. <laughs> so we talk. Who am I supposed to send in the request to the meeting? So Karima or Glenn, all right? <laughs> all right, all right, Nini Leaks. <laughs> Yeah, that's a turn on contract. I to you. What? I'm it's been really good. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I love the look at arrangements or whatever because, whew, kind of help, you know, put my rotation. And I like the flavor that it adds to the podcast. Like, just um, listening to like the other episodes that I wasn't on, like M said, and I'm being, getting an appreciation for some of those topics and so on. I love that. I love the new energy and the new ideas that come up from the discussions. And um, yeah, I'm gonna have a fish tea. I love it. I carry it in Taguan. Give me a look of purple sense. So. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. Um, this, this season has, um, I think because so many things have changed. So like throughout the course of the season, a lot has changed with me personally, personally mm-hmm. and professionally. Um, and managing it taught me a lot about myself in terms of, you know, how I am and operate. But I will always love Fish Tea for showing me um how I can how I'm able to connect with queer people that I probably assumed I would not be able to connect to. So like having Dalton on the program, just coming on, you know, talking his piece, you know, the last conversation we had with Mark Thompson was brilliant, having made it feel. I think we've had some wonderful guests um, this season, just you know dropping knowledge, spilling tea. And that's not unlike any other season. We've, we've always had great guests and I'm grateful for that. But, you know, just all the people who show up for a fish tea, them, I, I think only one time I ever asked somebody to come for a fish tea and they've told me no. Um, and that says a lot, you know, for the kind of support that this podcast has been able to get and the kind of conversations we've been able to um, facilitate. So, yeah, yeah, big up yourself, big up yourself. I don't know, I don't know all I'm going to go off. Um, I know things are going to look, look a bit different for season six or four. But thank you, big up myself, right? And big up Carnell for the idea. You know, I always have to big up, right? I'm upset. Right, right. You know, things are going good for you and so And if you ever want to do a, a, a reunion episode, you know? <laughs> moment and say, right. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. We can do that because we know Cornell. You know, Cornell had a lot of fans. You know, somebody just somebody special was like, "What's that? See Cornell go?" So you know, if she want to roll up back. I'd be like, "Hey, girls." Right. You know, it's always here for her. So thank you, thank you so much for listening to us for as long as you have been. Um, so remember to give us your feedback. It's Fish Tea Podcast. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. And you can email us your feedback um, at fishtpodcast at gmail.com. Um, like, share, subscribe, rate us, you know, 
tell the world for do, you know, when the planning I got come up for the next season, we're gonna look all of the idea then. What are the topics we haven't covered? We've covered enough topics, but what haven't we covered? Who no one come back? Because I know every time we say some people are come back. So are some people have to come back. So who no one come back? Who no one hear more from? Um, still COVID. Um, get your jokes, right? Me get my two drip now, so nobody as much as I'm my finger my cook up, right? My my two drip now, so they can't talk to me, <laughs> right? I take joke already, so if I need to take an next joke, I don't know. Um, <laughs> remember to social distance, still wear your masks, um, sanitize, wash your hands, wipe it down before you put it in your mouth. That's that state, right? Right? <laughs> and as I always say, stay sophisticated. Bye. 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 Bye.